give, we give off a real professional vibe around here. Hey, welcome back to the Backstairs Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. And we're back to it again. What what do we got going on this week? How you been? I've been okay, you know, doing a bunch of work, yeah. having a blast, you know, working solo <laughs> work, now. Work yeah, is always fun. Yeah, it's going well. Yeah. You have no new employees yet? No new employees. If you would you, like a job. Yeah. Um, Come on down. That, that's to, pretty much it. <laughs> Radio Shack. No. <laughs> You've got questions. We've got positions open. <laughs> All right, I, I just want to start off um, by saying that I went snowboarding in Utah. Yeah, that's wow, pretty awesome. That's... And I have just, I have one story that I want to tell from it just because I think it's um, interesting, at least. Well, I mean, was, you went snowboarding yeah. in Utah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a fantastic time. That's all I'll say about that. But Is this the story yeah. I've heard 63 times? I, oh, probably. Oh, by the way, Janelle's here. <laughs> Hi everybody! In case you haven't noticed, I had your your, your screen <gasps> turned down. You're you're up now. Oh. All right, so um, th- this is the story that typical. Um, so um, I went with some friends, and one of their friends was there before we were, and they were skiing with some locals, and we were able to team up with these guys. Um, and the uh, the locals' names, um, one was Steve fantastic guy both of them were fantastic um and none of us can remember the other guy uh but let me just describe them for you real quick um steve on initial thought you know heavy set kind of smaller um and then the other guy kind of similar a little bit taller and uh steve and uh this other guy always rode their snowboard with a beer in their hand like no glove just a beer in their hand no matter what going up the lift going down the mountain which is impressive to say the least but um so the other guy's name that we couldn't remember but we nicknamed him uh scud lips because scud lips um but the hour and a half that we rode with them they each probably drank four beers each um, in an hour, which is pretty, I mean, that's, you know, a beer in 15 minutes. That's, that's pretty good. Um, but so scud lips was scud lips because, <laughs> um, the corners of his mouth were just filled with scud. It's so <laughs> it, gross. Was so, it was so, it's gross. so gross. It was like, we literally, I couldn't look at him like at his face just because I would just start laughing at him because it was so gross. <laughs> um, but, uh, so that, that's like. Uh, there's there's more to it, but uh, just to keep it condensed, I, I rode with locals, um, Scud Lips and Steve. Can you explain why they appeared on first glance oh. to be heavy set? Yes, thank you for reminding me. Um, is because they packed beers into their jackets, uh, so it looked like they had a beer belly, but really they had beer in front of their belly. belly. Yes. So, mm-hmm. which is a beer belly of sorts. Which is a beer belly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right. So, yes. Uh, they had beer bellies, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> but so that was my time in Utah. Wow, mm-hmm. that so was just were, so they were deceiving at first glance. Mm-hmm. V- very deceiving. Hmm. Okay, very deceiving. That was just one story we're going to hear about Utah. 
Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll save some. Yes, from, yeah, from, we got to spread that stuff out. Scott, you know, are you deceiving out. at first glance? You think? Do you have any? Oh yeah, man. You never know. I'll sneak right up. <laughs> <laughs> He's very questionable. You gotta watch your back when Scott's yeah. around. He's... Well, did you guys? Did you guys see what happened in the news today about the fireball? I, I did see that. Did you guys see it? I did not. No. I'll watch so, the news if I can help. It. You wanna? You wanna take right. that bag and just kind of pour it out? Just pour, pour it. Yeah, just pour it out. So, right, we got the, the little dollar nips you can get at any gas station. Fireball, cinnamon. Um, they're meant to be like a resemblance of the, the big bottles you can get. But the controversy on these is that that is not cinnamon whiskey. It's a malt beverage, and right. it's not actual liquor. Yeah, even oh. though it says uh, whiskey with natural cinnamon flavor. Couldn't find out any type of nip you buy like that flavored nip is going to be a malt beverage, not liquor. Hmm. Um, but they're parading as liquor. I Isn't mean, there a huge lawsuit going on too? Is, I mean, yes. it's got to be massive. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All these people thinking they're getting drunk on whiskey. <laughs> Instead, they were getting drunk on just other type of alcohol. <laughs> How malt dare beverage. they? Oh my gosh! How dare Fireball? It was actually <laughs> Zima. I don't know what Zima is. Zima? You don't remember Zima? You're old. All right, Grandpa. <laughs> fill us in. Zima was like the twisted tea. Oh, okay. Back in the early 90s, probably. I, I Okay. That's before I started drinking. <laughs> when, I was, <laughs> when I was... In utero. <laughs> yeah, it was a... Uh, yeah, it was a clear. Just a... You know, Bartles and James wine cooler. All it, all, all it ever is. Why'd you buy so many? Because there was a candy cane that was like 10 bucks for 10 of them. And I don't personally like cinnamon anything, but I thought, well, I'm sure I know people that do. So, well, uh, it's not staying here. So. <laughs> nope. I thought I'd give yeah, them out with that, you know, out the window. <laughs> it's trick or treat. Yep. Cause no one wants them anymore. Cause they're not real liquor. So it's like mm. consolation prize. Come in for a job interview and get some fireball, <laughs> not whiskey. I'll, I'll hook you up. Mm-hmm. All right. I think a lot of times with theater, we kind of do the same thing, right? Like uh, we use a lot of de- design and tech and lights to give off that optical illusion or make something bigger or smaller. You know, we, we, we use yeah. that to our advantage. Yeah. Especially in like our theater, like ours for Oompa, like we have a very small, we have limited space sometimes. Right. And uh, the effects can go off quite the, you know, we can, we can do a lot with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which brings us to the, our guest tonight. Yeah. Well, it's about he, time. He's, he's very <laughs> deceiving. Very deceiving. Um, <laughs> at first glance, you know. And not just because of the color of my skin. <laughs> oh. oh. Quite, a, quite an inconspicuous. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, would someone like to... Janelle, would you like oh. to introduce our guest tonight? Oh, today we are joined by someone... Pretty cool. Um, he's he's beautiful and talented and, and beautifully talented. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> check, check, yeah. check. Yeah. Check, check. Yeah. We gotta we gotta get those in. Um a a tech guru, if you will. Um mm. and a very talented actor as well, and other things. This is Danny. Hey. Hey. Hello. Hey. Danny, thank you very much for joining us tonight. 
Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Driving the weather. Appreciate it. I know it started to snow on my way here. I could barely see the roads. It was great. Yeah, well, good times. You know, yeah. We don't have a budget for accidents, but uh, it's okay. I'm insured. <laughs> I think we're we're not. <laughs> yeah. So uh, awesome having you here. I know that you know I, I had met you uh, at USM probably when I was working at the campus there. I'm pretty sure. Probably. Yeah. Um, and I was in the music program, so I obviously we kind of bumped past a couple times. Um, but yeah, do you just want to tell us a little bit about where you're, where you're from, where, where you come from? What do, what do you do? Uh, sure. Um, so I, uh, I, I know I've heard you guys ask like how long people have done theater before. So I was thinking about it. I think the first show I was ever in was when I was in preschool. <laughs> I was little bear in our preschool production Aww. of Goldilocks and the three bears. Very nice. Um, so I've done theater pretty much my whole life. Um, That's awesome. and I grew up in the Damascata area here in Maine and I went to school at USM for theater. Actually, I got really involved in like high school. Um, I actually, after elementary school, I told myself I wouldn't do theater for a while or music and just try some other stuff. But I went and I saw the production, the fall production of little shop of horrors. And oh, I've never nice. actually been in that show, but I thought it was really cool and it made me yeah. want to do theater. So mm-hmm. I auditioned for the one act and I got in uh, with one of the parts and it was a student written one act that year. So that was a lot of fun. Um, got really into tech theater and our community theater when I was in high school uh, and then went to USM for a bachelor's in theater. That's awesome. Um, so I got my bachelor's in technical theater, actually. Nice. Um, still had to take a couple acting classes, but just uh, I was never really one of the kids that got roles at USM, but that's okay. Um, so then I kind of got burnt out on theater um, and I took about five years off. Uh, and then I got a call asking if uh, I would accept a role for a part where they needed a South Asian actor specifically. <laughs> um, so well, you're like... Well, I mean, I, I kind of fit that. Yeah, I was like, you know, I appreciate that you're asking, you know, like it's better. They said they had some uh, white people read the part at the auditions and just didn't quite seem right. Uh, yeah. So they they asked me to do it. And, you know, I have never really talked like this before, but uh, I figured I would give it a shot and uh, it worked out OK. I mean, you nailed it. And uh, so people came and saw the show, really liked it. I've been doing I caught the bug again after that. Yes. So I, cool. that was in like 2015. So I've been doing theater pretty much nonstop uh, since then, much to the chagrin, I think, of my wife, because we just had a daughter about yeah, nine months congratulations. ago. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Wow. Um, but so I'm not home as much as I think she would mm. like. But but I've also been trying to do paying theater gigs so that yeah. it's a little more uh, manageable. It makes a little bit more yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind if we just scoot that a little bit closer to that mic to you? No problem. Thank there you. you go. That's awesome. Um, so you guys did a show together. We did. Yep. Yeah. Mamma Mia in yeah. 2019. I right? think so. Yeah. yeah. Time flies. It's right? been a long time. <laughs> yeah. Were you guys counterparts or? Uh, technically there were, there was like a, there were four of us that right. kind of ran the same yeah. circuit. So there's like the, the leading female actress and then the leading male and they had two friends each so right. we were both the friends yes. of the right. which is convenient <laughs> actors yes well, mm-hmm. friends that was that was some kind of show like that called friends also from the 90s very, very, like Zemo. very well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah back in my day <laughs> the 90s you know yeah i've told you remember i've told you now several times that the four of you it were my favorite part of that show 
Mm. I yeah. felt like you were all very coordinated, very together. And yeah, and no, I just, I, th- I think that was, it was really good. So. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Doing it. Yeah. It was really it was fun. A fun show. It was, it was a fun show. Exactly. A lot of dancing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you had to put up with me at one point. We were partners during the finale, like oh, yeah. the big encore, like three numbers back to back to back. Right. Yeah. That was intense. Yeah, that was a, that three was a different ABBA songs <laughs> coming at you. <laughs> I mean, at least it's fun music. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And yeah. to see the audience standing up and singing and clapping, that was really cool. That was a really cool part at the end of the show where you're like, Everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, it was like the director's dream to direct that show. So that was really cool That's to see cool. too. Yeah. yeah. Who directed that one? It was John Blanchett. John Blanchett. Yes. Cool. So. So, yeah. Uh, Danny, you have a, currently you are involved with several different groups. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't like to kind of get stuck in one spot. So I kind of work with a bunch of groups. Mostly I work with the Monmouth community players in Monmouth. That's where I'm from, where I live now with my wife. Um, okay. So I'm the artistic director for the Monmouth community players. Uh, I also started and am the education director. So I do kids theater uh, with them. Mm-hmm. I do nice. a lot of their tech. Uh, I act in a lot of their shows. We have auditions actually for Guys and Dolls coming up this weekend. So Ooh, looking exciting. forward to that. Wow. Um, and then I actually was also just in a show with the, um, children's theater and museum of Maine. Um, All right. that was a show mm-hmm. for, uh, little kids ages zero to six. And that was really cool. Uh, I had never done theater for young audiences before, so it was really mm-hmm. cool. Like a lot of the kids coming to see the show, it was their first time seeing a show at all. Right. So it was really cool, um, to do that. I played a kitten. Mm. Um, I was pinwheeled a kitten. Mm. I was the nice. dopey cat. As I like to refer to myself. Um, but that was really fun. So that was your, your favorite role you've played so far? <laughs> I've had a lot of fun roles. Yeah. Uh, you know, last spring I played Gomez Adams in the Adams Family. Oh, yeah. Right. Awesome. That's a good that role. That was a lot of fun. Um, I know that one of your guests recently played William Barfay. I played that role as well. Right, yeah. Nice. So, nice. Yeah, I'm... had a lot of fun roles. But being a kitten was very fun, yes. Yeah. <laughs> We can edit this out, but was Hillary a part of that? Because she was... No, well, she wasn't part of your production, was she? No, so there were two... Um, the way that the Children's Theater works is they have shows kind of back-to-back. Yeah, so okay. two shows are usually rehearsing or in performances at the same time. Oh, okay. So Hillary was an understudy for Snow in the Jungle, mm-hmm. um, which yes. was the show that happened yeah. right before mine. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So how many children are we talking about? How many children that came to see the show or... Yeah, I mean, like, what type of audience size was that? Um, so their theater holds about 88 people, I think. Okay. So we had anywhere from 25 to 50 people, sometimes mm-hmm. 60 or 70. Um, and it, it's also, a prof- they consider it professional because you're yeah. getting paid to do the shows. Mm-hmm. So um, the run is actually a month long. Okay. Um, so we did, I think, I couldn't, they do weekday shows, and uh, my day job as a teacher, I couldn't do that. Right. So they gave me an understudy for those shows, which was really nice of them. Yeah. I really appreciated being able to still be involved, even though I couldn't do every show. That's cool. Um, and so they, I think I did like 20 shows. Wow. And then they had like seven or eight more. Jeez. Were these like parents bringing their their kids to it? Were they schools? Or- yeah. Um. So it was a little bit of both. Like the weekday shows, some school groups came and saw the show. And then um, for the weekends, usually it was like parents. And we also did it through, uh, the school vacation week between Christmas and New Year's almost every day. So cool. a lot of like families coming in to see it. Yeah. That's a, that's a blast to be able to have that as a uh, 
uh, as, a, as an option for parents and for schools. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Now, you've directed with the Children's Theater as well, right? Not um, the Children's Museum, but I, I direct a bunch of children's shows myself with the Monmouth okay. Community Players. Mm -hmm. So I started the education program in 2019. Cool. Um, I did one of those like cheap pioneer drama shows just to gauge interest <laughs> in our area, see if there were kids that wanted to do theater outside of school. Um, I've come to realize since then a lot of schools at like that middle school age, elementary school don't have theater programs at all. So yeah. we are kind of oh. offering a service that a lot of other schools don't offer um, through the community theater. And one of our major goals as a theater is the education of others in theater. Um, so right now I'm actually directing uh, Magic Treehouse Pirates Past Noon. Oh, that's um, so fun. For Aww. kids ages <laughs> 6 to 12. Um, the snow has snowed out like the last three rehearsals. So we when do you guys go on? Uh, we perform the third weekend of February, I okay. think. That's we the best Magic Treehouse book, too. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong with pirates, right? So. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Um, so I do a lot of children's theater directing, and we're starting to branch out into doing some stuff for adults, too. Um, we're going to be doing a, a technical theater workshop uh, oh, cool. with CLT. So oh, we're partnering sweet. with them. Um, we're going to offer eight different sessions, two in stage management, two in lighting, two in sound, one in set and one in props. Oh, great. Um, wow. Cause we have, we have a, not very many people that really have that technical theater background. Yep. So we're trying to start a training program to mm. help other people that are, might be interested, learn more about it and mm -hmm. be able to work on some of the shows and stuff like that. That's amazing. I'm trying to, uh, learn it from these guys when we do misery this summer nice yeah i'm gonna yeah maybe I'll, I'll, i'm gonna be an apprentice to aaron <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll just go to his thing <laughs> you could right well speaking of clt uh you have some pretty new news from right i mean yeah um so they just recently asked me to be their technical director um so i I'm still kind of learning what that means. They're kind of in the process of readjusting all of their tech departments and how everything operates with each other. Um, but essentially, I help oversee the sound, lighting, and stage management um, programs that they have there. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. That's a, it's, that's a lot, too. It is, on top of everything I already do in my right. life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a lot of stuff I can do from like home, like okay. looking for grants. Um, we're we're proposing a brand new lighting system for CLT that'll be like a multi-step process. So we got to find some funding for that. And cool. uh, but we're trying to upgrade to LED lights because their lights are probably from before the nineties. Yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. The <laughs> LED is uh is not cheap. It's not. No. Um. So they're talking about buying it in phases. Yeah. You. I mean, I think they're like two, three hundred bucks a piece. Yeah, easily. But and, I mean, the, and that's only for the pars. If you actually yeah. want the uh, the source fours, right? Um, they're they're more like thirteen hundred to fifteen hundred yeah. each. The idea of them is wonderful, though. I mean, like less electricity, less heat. Yeah, so it, it saves mean, electricity. It's the, still pretty hot. It it can, yeah, <laughs> for sure. But but the energy savings up to sixty percent energy savings on the incandescent bulbs. Yeah. They don't burn out easily. You know, they have a, a shelf life of 50,000 hours. Yeah. So oh, wow. um, they calculated at CLT if they did their the four shows that they do a year with the lights on, they could do shows for 100 years before oh, okay. they would burn well, out. You that's know? worth it. Um, and there's it's no, not quite that good. There's no warm up involved, right? I mean, you could just turn them on and go. Right? Yeah, you turn them on and go. They're color changing, so you don't have to worry yeah. about swapping out gels. You don't have to necessarily refocus them every time you use oh, them. Oh, man. Yeah. That's so cool. 
especially if you get like the remote ones. Yeah, yeah moving, moving lights. So we actually just did an LED upgrade at Cumston Hall, which is where the Monmouth Community Players do a lot of their okay. shows. Um, so the everyone used to rent the lights from Theater at Monmouth, but they're also a user group. So the town wanted to own the lights so that everyone was using them equally. Okay. Um, so we just did a $100,000 upgrade wow. uh, on the lighting system at Cumston Hall. But we have four moving lights. We have all LEDs and a brand new light board. It's really fun. I got wow. to play with it for Adam's family. So that was <laughs> that was the first time it really got used for a show. So I was excited about that. Yeah. And a lot of those, you can get like computer automation or anything. You can, yeah. I, I don't know that much about that. Like when I was in school for theater 20, uh, 2006 to 2010, like, they didn't have that stuff. Right. So unless you go back and really like learn it, it's, it's hard to kind of get into all that stuff. Yeah. No, it's, it's cool though. I mean, you, you could almost set up the show to run itself. Oh yeah. You definitely mm-hmm. could just, you know, just hit, have to hit a button every time you want to switch or even, yeah. you can even program like timing. Well, so that's, and- that's what I do is I always do cues that way I can have pretty much anyone come in and hit the go button mm-hmm. to the right. next cue. But the, th- the thing about lights is, you know, the actors on stage don't always do the show the same way or they miss a <laughs> yes. line. And well, we all yes. know, right? We've been on stage. So like you miss a line or you you skip part of a scene and all of a sudden you have to jump a few light yeah. cues ahead. So like you need that person there unless you have an AI or something that's going to run like <laughs> pay close attention for you. You know, you got to have someone there that's paying attention. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of that lighting, I mean, the whole new lighting setup in Adam's family, you have some also pr- pretty exciting news. The Broadway World main just recognize you, right? Yeah. Um, so Broadway World, uh, you can be nominated for different award categories, professionally or non-professionally. Uh, and I'm excited to say that I just got the award for lighting design. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. really, really cool. Yeah, Super very cool. Adam's yeah. family at Monmouth Community Players. And mm-hmm. that's, yeah, when I saw that, I was just so, that's yeah. so exciting. Although I have to say, it's hard to be the lead role in the show and do the lights for it yeah. at the same time. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a lot a, of both back and forth. Yeah. It's a lot of running back and forth. I, I do a lot of my programming outside of rehearsal time. Right. And that way I can just have someone push the button and the director will like tell me, oh, this doesn't look right or that doesn't look right. And then I'll go and fix it. Yeah. I don't remember Gomez with an iPad or something. You know? <laughs> no, I wish. The the iPad program is like 50 bucks. I haven't invested in it yet. But <laughs> but with the new lighting system, it's at, with the new lighting system at, at uh, Comston Hall, if you can have the iPad right. with the program. You can run it all. Right mm-hmm. wow. so, very and, cool and then you just like sync things up to your like your iPhone uh, your, uh, yeah my Apple watch, watch yeah, that'd be great. Like, <laughs> someday <laughs> I just heard that um, Apple might be releasing like an, an Apple ring like oh. a like a wedding type style ring oh. and like well you could do it with that. Yeah, you know, you're sure. just like you just have like like a little roll, a scroll or something. I, think I, would, no, I don't have it yet, so I mean, <laughs> I, it's not I, real. It's yeah, not real. It, it's probably not real. It's probably the same thing with the Apple yet. glasses or something. I, don't know. I mean, they existed. They were just bad. Yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, uh, did you want to kind of go through a couple? Of, I mean, you no, I say a couple. Uh, you've worked with a good amount of theater groups. You already talked about a couple of them. But yeah, we just maybe go through uh, it. Sure. So um, when I was in college, I was able to work with Mad Horse Theater Company, which is a professional company in South Portland. Um, they have a small black box theater right near right near Lyric Theater, actually, in yeah. South Portland. Um, I did a production of the History Boys um, for them. Um, and I played 
uh, an ethnic character, go figure, right? That's kind of my niche, I guess, but it helps get me parts sometimes. Um, And then I was in another production of theirs called Trevor uh, in like 2017 or 2018. And um, that was really fun. It's about this. It's a, it's based on a true story about a, a chimpanzee that is like adopted by this person and the chimpanzee ends up like killing them. I think if I remember correctly, Oh, something uh-huh. like that. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, it's <laughs> been a few years, so it's like not it's pr- pretty right hardcore. in my head, but yeah, yeah. like, um, and it, the, the script there uh, called for an actor of color. So I tend to fit that role for different theater groups <laughs> as well. Um, so, so unfortunately in Maine, it's, so who did you play? What did you play in that? Like, um, I was a like um animal control officer, okay. and then there was like one other role um that I also played, but but like the script specifically called yeah. for an actor of color, so they asked okay. me if I would be willing to do. I've I've heard stories of people who have had chimpanzees and things happen. Yeah, that are not. Oh yeah, they'll eat your face off. <laughs> well, what are you owning a chimpanzee for one? <laughs> that. That's a good question. I <laughs> if if you, you have a chimpanzee, in the forest. we we would like to talk to <laughs> Shoot you. Shoot us a message. <laughs> you know all those wild chimps in the main forest. You know, leave them out there. Leave, leave a comment. Where they belong. <laughs> Send us an email at the backstairs podcast at gmail.com if you own a chimpanzee. <laughs> You'd like to weigh in on the conversation. <laughs> okay. So yeah, from so from there. I mean, I, I like I said, I kind of bounce around. Like, yeah. so I've done a few shows at CLT. I was in their production of Shrek, and I did Mamma Mia with them. Nice. Um, What'd I, you play in Shrek? Uh, I was one of the three pigs. Oh, uh, yeah. So we got to wear yeah. fat suits in the middle of the summer. <laughs> it was super oh, good time. You, know? you yeah. poofed and he poofed and he signed yes. an eviction notice. It's true. <laughs> I was the brick pig though, so I was the oh. smart one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. good. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I worked with a theater company that no longer exists in Portland called Pie Man Theater um, Company. Um, it was started by a couple of local actors there. And um, I did a small show with them. And the name of the show is escaping me at the moment. <laughs> but, That's fine. But I was on their board of directors, too, for a little while when oh, they were cool. around. Um I have worked, I worked, I did one show with Cast Aside Productions, also yeah. no longer exists, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. but I was in their production of Bubble Boy. I played the Indian oh. ice cream truck driver, <laughs> again, <was> specifically <laughs> like Indian character, had to use the accent and sing in the accent, but it was right. fun. Yeah. Um, that was a fun show. It's um, professional schedule was pretty crazy though. You know, we had to go in and we had to learn everything in four weeks and then perform oh. the show. Like. It's not like community theater where you have a couple months to really like get into it. Yeah, so. that's that's that is hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Same with the children's museum too. You had we had four weeks of rehearsals and then a month of shows. So, hmm. wow. So yeah, I kind of bounced around from place to place, but I like keeping my options open, working mm-hmm. with different people. You know, you learn something different from every director you work with. So, yeah. oh for sure. Yeah. And I'm also a director myself, so I I learn stuff. You know, for for yeah. both purposes. Okay. Yeah. Now, um. I, I might be just a little confused with um so do you work at Monmouth teaching or do you teach a, a, a school? Sure. So my day job is as a fourth grade teacher. Okay. Um so I teach at Leeds, uh Leeds Central School in Leeds. Oh, okay. Um cool. and then our community theater, Monmouth community players, is who I do the education right. the theater education program through. Okay. Sorry, I was just No, that's okay. 
cool. I, I do a lot of teaching in various <laughs> ways. So. Yeah. He's a teacher. He's a teacher. Yeah. yeah. That's now, right. I know we're going to talk about this a little bit later. And I mean, only part of your theater life is actually being on stage. But I know we've talked about it on the show before that there are some roles that I, at this point in my life, I've accepted. I'm not going to get them. Um, there are people that, you know, I, I tend to try to lean into <laughs> the the big guy roles, right? Like, I know that those are, I'm gonna, I'm a shoe in, right? I got it. If I, you know, and so I look for that, the big menacing, right? Um, now, obviously there is, and again, we're going to talk about this a little later, but you know, the, that you're getting handpicked for the, well, the, 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 the this, it's the guy, right? It's the skin color and that works. Yep. Do you find yourself leaning into that? Is it something that you're almost like, you know that that. (laughs) Yeah, I've kind of had that internal debate with myself before a little bit. Like, how do I really feel about being asked to play these roles of color? Mm. Um, I think I've settled on the fact that I appreciate that they're asking me to fill a role in a state like Maine more appropriately than it would be filled by a person that is not of color. Yeah. Especially the South Asian roles are hard to find. Um, So I, I do appreciate that. I would not want to go to a show and see a a white man trying to sit talking in Indian accent, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Although I have to say that, that white people are pretty racist about it sometimes too. Like I did a stage reading in that, accent and a woman asked a fellow actor friend of hers if that was my actual voice and uh i oh boy yeah wow i made me laugh a little bit but also feel you know not the best like yeah it's it's you're portraying a stereotype like you know like i think of like oh abu on the simpsons or like you know Mm -hmm. like it's that stereotypical voice like i hope that people don't really think indians actually talk that way Mm -hmm. but um some of them do like some of them have very thick accents um but also I like in my everyday life, I don't talk like an Indian person. I, I have a pretty yeah, regular yeah. vocal tone, I yeah. guess. So, you know, um, but then at, um, also some scripts are very ambiguous, right? Like yeah. it says person of color as opposed mm-hmm. to like South Asian actor or so. So it really depends right. on the script. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I've heard of theaters doing like all white productions of like the Mikado or like all white productions of the Wiz, which is the black version of the Wizard of <laughs> right. Oz. And like, yeah, right. I feel like it oh, in a state man. like Maine where scratcher. there's so little diversity, it, it's it's offensive and not offensive at mm. the same time. Like I, I don't want to say like maybe that play is just like out for Maine. I don't know. Well, maybe just yeah. do the Wizard of Oz. Maybe. Right. And, and there is actually a group that's doing Wizard of Oz right now. So, but but I also play a lot of roles that are not you know written for any specific color, right? right? You know, right. like yeah. uh, I was in Oklahoma and I was Will Parker, and and yeah. that's actually where I met my wife was doing that show. Aww. Cool. Um, so we were cast opposite each other, Will Parker and Ado Annie. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so that's where we met. But like you know that that character in particular is not like a white guy or mm-hmm. a person of color. It's you know so. Right. Like I'm auditioning to be Sky Masterson in in Guys and Dolls, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so, but again, it doesn't say it has to be a white person right. or a per- yeah. like a person of color. So, but so there are times where I appreciate that people pay attention to the diversity, um, but I also know that in our small main theater community, theaters have been called out for that before, mm. like not paying attention to it. Mm. Um, and I think there's a tactful way to have those conversations. Mm. And then there's an aggressive way of just calling other theaters out and saying that they're doing a bad job with it. So I think it's yeah. better to be tactful about it. 
Um, and then I, you know, I don't think people should do the Wiz necessarily or the Mikado unless you have people that can represent those. Yeah. Uh, those races appropriately. Yeah. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Well, the context is important, right? Like, right. Exactly. If a character is written to be of color, then there's usually a reason that a playwright right. has chosen to do that. Right. Um, sometimes it's the style of music that that character is singing or it's their socioeconomic status or mm -hmm. something like that. So, um, like I know that there was a group that did newsies and they had to cast their metal Larkin as a white woman instead mm -hmm. of a black woman. And though you think of that stereotypically as a black character, that doesn't mm -hmm. mean that person has to be black. Yeah. So a lot of it is also up to the interpretation, but yeah. I think, I think theaters in Maine do need to be a little bit more conscious of their show choice. Like as the artistic director, that's partly my job yeah. is mm -hmm. to lead, um, you know, MCP in thinking about shows that will work for our demographic of actors that come yeah. audition for us. Right. Um, for our audiences that will come see our shows. Um, so I'm not going to pick a show like the Wiz, where I know that we're not going to get, you know, black people to come audition mm -hmm. for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, talking about you being hit hunted for certain roles, um, what do you have a hot take on that? What I mean, like is, do you find that appropriate for theater groups to take that into consideration that, you know, not precast, but make sure they are able to cast that role first, you know? Um, I think you need to, I think the word conscious is a good way to think about it. Mm -hmm. Like you need to be conscious of who you might have in your auditioning pool, yeah. or do you know someone that you could ask to audition? Like, obviously it's really <clears throat> great when someone's like, Hey, we're going to hand you this role. Please be in our show. Like, <laughs> That yeah. makes you feel good inside, but mm. also at the same time, it's like you didn't have anyone audition that could fill this role mm. or did you yeah. really think about it? Um, when I was originally asked to be the um, the Indian character, it was for a main playwrights festival play. So those are written by playwrights and submitted for selection. So they could it was a really funny play. Like I really enjoyed being a part of it. Um, I was uh, they had outsourced NASA. And so I was like the Indian telephone operator that was doing mission control for these two astronauts. So it was like a really funny show. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, if they hadn't found me to do the role specifically and like they went, actually they asked um, one of the professors at USM and she thought of me, like if they hadn't sought me out, I don't think they would have been able to cast the show. Appropriately. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's cool that you're, that you're willing to do it too. Yeah, I mean, I I think, again, like I said, I want representation is important. Yeah. So if you can find someone that's willing to do it, I think that's great. Yeah. yeah, For sure. I like the idea of you at the same time, though, promoting, let me use that word conscious, pr promoting that value for the future of theater in Maine. I mean, it's it's so important. So thank you. That's mm -hmm. wonderful. Um. Yeah, I think kind of. Are we looking to do a break of any yeah, kind? Yeah, it's or? probably a good time. Okay, I, I could yeah. pee. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know, after a long, long winter and fall and summer and spring, there's nothing more I like to do than go on a cruise. You know what I mean, Scott? I know what you mean. I and I don't really remember the season. The seasons falling quite like that, but right. you know. <laughs> I would need to go on a cruise if they did. Yeah, there's a there's a cruise coming up, and it's um the, the Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> Cirque du Soleil cruise. What is that? <laughs> it's a it's a it's a cruise um that is set in um a uh, a, a matador 
uh, thing where they're going, Ole. Ole. Uh, Ole. I thought, Ole. It sounded, I thought it sounded like a jungle out there or Ole. something. Yeah, so I... I, I don't know. <laughs> Circus Soleil. I, that's what I assume. Ole. That's what I assume. No, Cirque de Soleil. Soleil means sun. Oh, man. I am. Circus of the sun. Jeez, I'm learning something new every day. Ole. Cirque du Soleil cruises. Get on a boat and don't drink the water out of the faucet because chances are it comes out of a tank. And uh, don't open your mouth during a shower. Feel free to browse our many decks, including... The observation deck, where oh, you can favorite. see parrots, <laughs> and you can see whales, <laughs> and visit our five o'clock evening show, where you can see Cirque, what did you call it? Olé. Oh, Cirque Olé. <laughs> Olé. Cirque de Soleil Cruises. Get them while they're hot. Are we ready to... I think Sorry. so. Yeah, I, I thought we already had. Oh, oh. <laughs> welcome back, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott, how were the ice capades? Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Now I can't even remember what the, what it was called. The, Cirque du Soleil. The ice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Ice, ice capades yeah. part two. Yeah. Ice capades was like much three weeks ago. Than the ice capades. Much nice. better. Nice. Yeah. What Very was the cool. Cirque du Soleil show that you saw? It was like this. Uh, guy in an old Italian circus uh, had died and it was like his passage to heaven. The whole mm. show was like from the death oh. to him finally pedaling off way up in the sky into heaven. Huh. Sweet. It was really neat. Wow. Yeah, nice. Was, neat. was there like a, a, a musical theme like they did? With yeah, like it was, like, it was almost like an opera and a circus and, you know, big acrobatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm dance and and yeah it was they, quite they, the show they put on a show yeah it was, circus beautiful. it was beautiful yeah now i just got to see the beatles one yeah yeah that'd be great so uh sorry oh no going. what were you gonna say nothing i didn't mean to cut you off no oh, i'm sure you had no. a wonderful thought <laughs> no it's probably gonna be something stupid and you know that's okay uh, it was just I want I want to, I want to go on a cruise so I can watch a Cirque du Soleil show. You don't yeah. have to go on a cruise to see Cirque du Soleil. I know you don't, but you got to go to Vegas to see the Beatles one. Yeah, that's that's like the excuse that I have to go on a cruise. You can go by yourself. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just not going with you. We don't need to go. We should together. get advertisement for a cruise later. Maybe we would help yeah, us John, get some. John, I mean, go I'm, I'm going on a cruise this summer. Are you really? Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll Where go are you with going? You. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going on a Disney cruise, uh, so from Cape Canaveral to the Bahamas. Yeah. And Is that why you're wearing a, a Disney 50th? Um, well, I got married at Disney during the 50th oh. anniversary. So. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Your wife, she is a like Disney a travel agent. Travel yes. agent. Yes. Oh. Yes. Um, okay. So my so wife and her family sense. are obsessed with Disney. The very first time I went over and had dinner with her parents, they talked to me about Disney for more than two hours, and I had <laughs> never been to Disney before. <laughs> the first time I actually went to Disney was in 2021 for our wedding. Wow. I had never been before, but like her family is obsessed. Like that's so cool. She she actually worked there for a year and a half, mm-hmm. and mm. her son lived there with her. Wow. Um. And so. Um, yeah, they're like totally obsessed. She's a travel agent for Disney. Like she can sell you Disney vacations or Universal or SeaWorld. And wow. and like, so I've been twice since we got married and then we're going on the cruise this summer. All right. Well, Backstairs uh, podcast goes to Disney. I'll say we have been talking about Disney trip for a long it's time true. on the so, Disney cruise. Can you no. imagine the interviews you guys <laughs> could do with Disney, right? All their technical stuff oh, that they do. Oh, that's man. True. Maybe we can get Walt Disney. 
Aaron, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> what? Well, his, his head's still alive, oh, right? Yes. <laughs> Cryogenically frozen, yes. right? Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's Wait. some. Wait, is it's he? It's just his head. It's light, not his whole but body. The light right? on his in his apartment's always on, <laughs> so he's there. <laughs> you think he would turn the light off and be left? Light. I mean, yeah, I know. Like if he was sleeping, you know, you yeah, you, you would turn it exactly. off. Exactly. He's always working. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. anyway, anyway, yeah, this is we're, we're <laughs> back with we're back with Danny Gay. <laughs> oh yes, bring it back. <laughs> Thank you, John. Yeah, no problem. But uh, yeah. So by the way, Scott, I noticed that the flag on Sally's mailbox was up earlier. Oh, oh let's oh. check it out. So what I did. did you, no, I already did it. I already oh, got, you got it. it? Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, I did you a favor? Thank sorry, you. Sorry to do your job for you. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we have a correspondent that we work with, Miss Sally Jones. Okay. Uh, and she had a couple questions for you. Sure. So, um, the first thing she wanted to talk about was um, Cumston Hall. So she was very familiar with it. Apparently she had done a show, um, like a restoration drama, and she had 18 rehearsals and 20 different shows at, uh, at Cumston Hall. So um, she just... Basically, was talking about. Uh, do you have any? Well, you've already talked about some new updates, the lighting board or anything like that. But, yeah, um, I mean, Cumston yeah. Hall is a beautiful theater to perform in. Um, mm-hmm. It was built around 1900 as a gift to the town, and uh, it has the town library actually is there. And okay. then there's the theater upstairs. Um, cool. And there was an artist that uh, Harry Cochran, and um, he, you know, he painted frescoes on the ceiling and like. Mm-hmm. You go in and there's like these angelic babies up above you and, and oh all this gosh. stuff. It's an absolutely beautiful theater. It was built for opera. So the acoustics are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, it's a real joy to be able to perform there. Um, it's used by several different groups. Um, so theater at Monmouth probably did the restoration drama and they're the professional theater in residence. Um, okay. They typically do a season during the summer and then they do a couple shows throughout the year. Um, and then other user groups like our community theater, Monmouth Community Players, and other groups um, rent the building throughout the year when theater at Monmouth is not using it. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's a very, very cool space yeah. to to perform in. It's magical. I sounds it. Yeah, I've never been there. No. We have to go see a show there. Yeah. It's and awesome. the, the outside of the building, too, is yeah. just amazing to... Maybe huh. you guys can come see Guys and Dolls. I really yeah. want to. I would love to see that show. You yeah. should keep us posted on the I dates. will. Yeah. I will. Uh, the other question she had was the requirements for a director through CLT. She had heard there was a little bit of a process to that and was hoping to get some insight. Sure. Um, so I just recently became a director at CLT. Um, woot, woot. And there are two ways that you can do it. They have a director track program. Um, so in that case, you have to work as a stage manager on two shows, a producer on two shows, an assistant director on two shows. Um, and, you know, they're just looking for people to get experience, become familiar with the theater. Yeah. Um, and then after you pass these kind of checkpoints, then they'll approve you to direct like maybe a second season show that they do or like a fundraiser see how you do with that. And then if they're satisfied with how you're doing, then you can apply to direct shows um, on the main stage there. The other way that you can do it, um, and it's how I did it, just because I didn't have, it takes, right now it takes like three years to get through their Mm -hmm. director program. So it's like a big commitment. Um, They're actually working on revamping it to making it a little bit easier, um, like less 
of each role that you have to fill mm -hmm. before you can be considered for a director. Um, but what I did is I had a member of their board or someone that is like part of their director team um, came and saw two shows that I've directed, like different people. Okay. And so I got three recommendations from their board or, or directors um, saying that I know what I'm doing. So, cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so I actually applied to direct there in 2024. I haven't oh, heard sweet. back yet. Um, but if I do that as a new director to CLT, I'd have to have a mentor just to kind of help me with like the production side of things, yeah. like mm -hmm. who to talk to and, you yeah. know, get the stuff that I need. But, wow. That's really exciting. Yeah. 2024. You said I did. Yeah. I haven't heard back yet. I, I applied to do a Christmas show and mm -hmm. I applied mm -hmm. to do a murder mystery. Nice. Wow. Oh. Yeah. That's really exciting. I can't wait to hear back yeah. whether you got that or not. That's wonderful. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little curious not to step on um, this, uh, this, the, the questions from. Go for it. Um, Sally. I forgot her name for a second. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Sally. Friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Local treasure. And you guys have so many friends. <laughs> a few of them. Well, yeah. some we just say are friends. And, uh, and then others are. John Stamos. Friend of the show. <laughs> local treasure. <laughs> um, so just just a quick question about directing. Um, do, does CLT um, pick shows and then find directors for it? Or does pit, uh, directors pitch shows to CLT? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so CLT actually has directors submit shows that they're interested in directing. Okay. Um, so like we talked about how we were in Mamma Mia together. Mm -hmm. John Blanchett, who is the director of that, pitched that show to the theater and they selected him to direct the show. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, we do it a little differently at, at Monmouth. Right. Um, we pick the shows for our season as a, um, a production board. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then we seek directors to direct those okay. shows. Cool. So. That's awesome. And uh, do you, sorry, follow up question. Sorry, Sally, for stepping on your, your, your glory. We, we were done with Sally's questions. You said, so <laughs> we're, okay. So we're she done. had two questions. He asked them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, then never mind, Sally. He takes back the sorry, Sally. <laughs> I, am, I am not sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for Aaron and Sally. <laughs> I keep on doing this and then I like forget my question. So, um, Oh, yeah, I remember now. There Sorry. you go. Sorry. Just, just needed to look. On track. <laughs> <laughs> Super uh, professional. That's, that's just good rating. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, when you're reaching out for directors, do you like, do you have a poll, a pool that you, you have, or do you like post it somewhere? So it's kind of new for us. Um, you know, we have the same couple of directors that tend to direct a lot of shows from right. Monmouth community players. Um, so we're trying to branch out and, and recruit new people to direct for us. Um, so what I've been doing is creating kind of an application process and I put it out on like the main theater collective Facebook group mm -hmm. and like the main theater folk. Cool. Um, just the places I know where people that do theater in Maine will see it. Mm -hmm. um, so we ended up having eight people, I think, apply to direct um, shows for us for 2023. That's awesome. Um, and we were able to do some director interviews and hire the directors for those shows. That's great. That's amazing. Yeah. Great. That was it. Those are my questions. Sorry. They were great questions, Thank though. You. Thank you for adding them. Yeah, I'm just, I'm curious. No, they were good questions. I agree. How does Oompa do their show selection or director yeah so uh, we we put out a director pitch you know and uh basically it's less about the show and more about 
the the vision and the drive that that potential director would bring mm-hmm. um during covid obviously as everyone can <laughs> i mean it kind of changed and shifted the dynamic of directors and everything but um the last couple of seasons we've had new directors great to our group and yeah that's awesome it's been yeah. we're excited to see where that goes yeah yeah, so, yeah. Um, we just cast uh clue uh on stage mm-hmm. yeah the play yeah uh, we have Misery coming up where Aaron's going to be a producer on that. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this before, but then uh, Rachel and I are actually directing Jekyll and Hyde in the fall. I saw that. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting for us. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Scott agreed to produce during Jekyll and Hyde. We have a little. Yep. Uh, a masterpiece. A master. Yeah. Janelle's referring to as a masterpiece. Oh, okay. A little Halloween uh, show that I threw together using just like public domain urban legend stories. Fun. Yep. Um, so. It's gonna be kind of fun to do two shows at the same time, but are they connected to each other, or are they just no, happening? No, using same time? it as a like a little fundraiser kind yep. of gift to the community. Um, you know, donations going to a couple different things. Nice. Uh, we have we had a friend, high school friend that passed away a couple of years ago. We have to do a scholarship at the local high school. Awesome. So, yeah, so that's that's mm-hmm. we're excited. Yeah, it's a pretty big season yeah. for Umpa. Yeah, it's yeah. a little it's bit of a dark season. Yep. Yeah, uh, a little you know, bit. It's dark. Uh, That's okay. But it just means that we got to do dark. some pretty light, fun shows next year. Do some year. comedies next Aaron, year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Legally Blonde, it's yeah, the time. Right? Oh, Make it you, happen. You could put on another wig, Aaron. And I would star in it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you guys want to see a magic trick? Look at this. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Ah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> earlier you said you, did, you had done Spelling Bee. I have, yeah. And you had mentioned to me that you might have have had a pretty cool story about uh, choreographing yourself. Yeah. What happened so, there? um, so when we <laughs> That's did not spelling code for me, anything is it <laughs> choreographing <laughs> myself? No, no, it's not. Okay. Not this time, anyway. <laughs> um, so when we did spelling B, our director was like, "Oh, you know, there's not really many dance numbers. We don't really need a choreographer mm-hmm. for the show." And then, uh, you know, I said I played William Barfay and we got to Magic Foot. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's like, you know what? I want everyone in the cast to be part of that. Um, and, and like I have um, oh. I'm not a dancer by any means. <laughs> like I can learn choreography. I can like, you know, from other choreographers or I can watch videos and kind of figure it out. I have had to choreograph some of my kids shows before. Right. Um, so tangents and then i'll get back to your question but um my very first kids show i directed was james and the giant peach jr for schoolhouse art center in standish so that's cool um and i had never directed before anything and there were puppets in that show <laughs> there was projection yeah. there was a, yeah, a giant a peach uh and i did not know what i was getting into but i asked a friend at college to choreograph for me uh and she dropped out after like two rehearsals so oh. i was like oh no all right great you know what i'm gonna choreograph this show too and i did thanks to youtube <laughs> and uh and my previous choreography experience that i had myself but yeah so the yeah. the director for uh spelling bee was like you know what you can just choreograph your own piece oh, it's man. fine right wow. so so i did so i watched some videos and took some stuff and put it all together and and we had our magic foot uh choreography that's wonderful that's awesome. that's awesome i mean there's like a, a dance break almost it's like a vaudeville oh, yeah. number yeah, basically. yeah for sure oh my gosh yeah well that's cool did, did you enjoy spelling bee it's a fun show yeah yeah, yeah. although i real, i will say like the enjoyability really hinges on the audience members that you have on stage yes. with you yeah like yep. we had some real great people and we had some real duds mm-hmm. yeah yeah i feel like that's just 
whenever you do that show, I feel like that's a, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the, the risk that you're running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we, we had duds. We had some like fantastic people too. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yep. Like they, they, they played along beautifully. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you don't want people who are going to really act, but you also don't want people right. who want nothing to do with it. So right. it's like finding that perfect Goldilocks yeah. zone. Of we definitely right. had a few of those like actor people. Yeah. Like there was one guy that came up and instead of spelling the word he was given, he spelled out his, a name of one of the cast members. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> that's nice. Not really appropriate. For yeah. Him. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I don't yeah. know if you heard, but we had one that instead of spelling cow, they spelled dog. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah. I did hear about that actually. Really, well, she yeah, leaned really over so. and whispered, "I got to get out of here." <laughs> yeah, she wanted out. She, she wanted out. Wanna, did you not know that? Yeah, I don't know. She whispered that to Carriana or she whispered it to Gabby, but she's like, "I, I got to get out of here." Yeah. <laughs> but it definitely messes up the flow of the show. Yes, it don't sure does. Yeah. yeah. And they did wonderfully. I mean, they they got right through it. Uh, it was a blast. Yeah, we don't need to keep on talking yeah. about that. So, I was just I was just curious if your experience <laughs> yeah, it's a fun show. Yeah. No, it's it is a fun show. But Yeah, and then earlier we were talking a little bit about your experience meeting Dr. Shaw. Uh so you had played him? You were Yeah, um so a couple of years ago I started working with a theater company from New York called Royal Family Productions. Um and right now they're actually producing an off-Broadway show um with Anthony Rapp. It's oh, called cool. Without oh. You. Yeah, yeah. Um so they have a theater right in Times Square oh, cool. um, off Broadway. And so they're producing that right now, but um, their artistic director is from Winthrop, Maine, which is right near Monmouth. Oh, cool. Um, and so she's taught at Camp Andrew Scoggin doing theater for like the last 20 years in the summer. Um, and so during COVID, she was up here helping take care of her parents and just like trying to keep theater going for her company. Um, so a mutual friend introduced us and she cast me in a show that they ended up doing up here at Cumston Hall called Holy Hans, which was based on, um, a few different fairy tales like the the little matchstick girl, the emperor's new clothes, that type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and she likes to write kind of satirically and politically a little bit. Um, okay. But um, she, her parents are like in love with Dr. Shaw and, um, you know, would watch his newscast every day. And she always talked about how much they were obsessed with him. So um, eventually she started writing scripts um and we we ended up coming up with an original musical called COVID Sucks, the musical. Yes. Um, we've done like three or four different iterations of this, mm-hmm. but I ended up playing Dr. Shaw. Um, yes. And so I rapped Alexander Hamilton, but all of the lyrics were rewritten to be about Dr. Shaw. <laughs> um, and so I got to do that. He actually ended up coming to one of our rehearsals for our most recent iteration, and I got to meet him and... We did that number and a couple other numbers that oh, were cool. about him. Uh, and uh, now that he's headed to the national level, she she tweeted out like, "We're gonna have to take Dr. Shaw the musical to like the national stage." And he's like, "I'm for it." So, <laughs> so who knows? Maybe someday I'll be performing nationally wow. for the in CDC Dr. Shaw director. the musical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's but he's a very awesome. chill guy. You know, super cool, very humble. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And. and uh, whether, you know, whatever side of politics you fall down on, I think we can all agree that he tried his best for Maine while he was here. You know? Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. I was very, very impressed with he was able to keep his composure. And so, yeah, cool guy. What are you going to do? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's, somebody's not going to like you. Yeah. That, I feel like that's an appropriate name, though. COVID sucks. Yeah. That's, yep. 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 I think we are. That, that's 
That, that that's bipartisan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. We all agree. Yeah. Finally, we found something to agree on. <laughs> so you've had all these roles in theater, right? I mean, you've done basically you said the only thing you haven't done is choreograph a full show. I've right? never I've oh, never yeah. choreographed a full adult show and I've never costumed an adult show, but yeah. I have choreographed kid shows and done the costumes for those. <laughs> nice. You've done everything then. Pretty much. You've yeah. done everything. That's yep. a, that's awesome. I mean, and now you have this role as a tech director. I mean, there's not really too far up the chain. I mean, do do you see yourself growing in a different area? I mean, um, I mean, I think every thoughts? experience is different. Like, um, you know, and and what one theater expects from you in a role is different than what another theater expects from you in the same role. Mm. Um, so like, CLT, where I'm going to be the tech director. You know, they have a tech director, whereas MCP, we we don't really have a tech mm-hmm. director. Um. As the artistic director, I kind of just oversee all of the tech stuff yep. yeah. because it's also something I'm familiar with. Mm. Um, so, so every theater is a little bit different. Um, in terms of growth, I guess I see myself being able to grow more as an actor. Like if I'm able to do more professional theater acting opportunities, I think. Um, I like working with professional directors just because it's a different experience every time. Yeah, Like in community theater, you tend to have the same directors that you work with over and over mm-hmm. and you kind of, you know, you get to know them pretty well, what they expect and want from you in a show. And, and, uh, so it's nice to work with new people. Yeah. Um, and you learn a little bit every time you work with someone else. Sure. So, I, I, yeah, go for it. No, I, so what, uh, what, what, what do you enjoy doing the most? You, you, you've listed so many things. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Scott's um, shaking his head. Oh, allow me to apologize for <laughs> doing so many things. Um, <laughs> we could we could save it. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. See, I keep in mind that Scott's gonna come back with these questions and try to. What, else, what else did you ask? <laughs> well, Scott, to answer your question, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's very questionable. Sorry. Uh, I I think it's really hard for me to say. I love so many of the different things I do, which is why I do a variety mm-hmm. of different things, like. One of the reasons I wanted to become a teacher is because I didn't want to have the same job day after day, like mm. do the same thing, sit in an office, mm. um, you know, teaching kids is it's different every day. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of like to keep theater that way too, whether it's like playing a different role on stage or doing lights or sound or set, like I love doing all of it. Um, yeah. I love acting. I think that's the most fun thing to do out of all of them. Um, but you tend to get recognized more for things like the tech stuff, like the yeah. lighting design and like, mm. Things like that. So I think it depends. I love all of it, and it's it's hard for me to choose one thing above everything yeah. else. Mm. I'd say I'm most comfortable doing lighting and sound design because that's what I went to school for. Yeah. Um, and then the acting is just more fun than yeah. anything else. I love that as a teacher, obviously, your job is to foster, you know, the, the the minds and and help, you know, to grow and learn. And I see that in every aspect of you in theater as well, right? Like you you're fostering that. I don't want to say next generation, but yeah, you're looking to help people grow and get better. And um, so how do you see that? I mean, especially living in Maine, we've already talked about some of the challenges of theater in Maine. How do you see that get better? I mean, I know that we struggle a little bit up here, you know, fostering that. And uh, I think, I think one of the biggest challenges that theater in Maine is facing right now is involvement. Um, like mm-hmm. I feel like it's the same yeah. people that come and audition for the shows. It's the same 
two or three people that do lighting design or that know how to do sound design or run microphones, mm. you know, the same two or three set designers or directors are left having to design their own sets. Um, so I think it's just mm. about trying to foster more involvement, which is what <laughs> I love about doing the education program with MCP is like getting kids hooked on theater when they're young so that they'll be more open-minded about learning about different parts of theater. Um, like last summer we did a, uh, summer camp the rainbow fish and we had the kids help like paint the set mm -hmm. and cool. you know nice. they helped kind of pick out some of their costume pieces and right. stuff like that so it's really teaching them that it's more than just acting there's yeah. a lot of other stuff that goes into a show yeah it's awesome hmm. yeah I, there's really a, like a, a spot for like a lot of different types of people in theater it's, yeah. it's, it's not just yeah. actors i mean they they get they get a lot of uh i don't know the FaceTime, they get a lot of FaceTime, but you know, there's, there's so many cool things like lighting and sound and yeah, we design. need some good carpenters. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. There's a lot of other fields yeah. too, where the, mm -hmm. their work is totally applicable to theater as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. When my, when I built my first, like helped build my first set, I was like, this is actually so much fun. And I'm like, I was thinking of like so many people that would enjoy mm -hmm. doing this with me. I'm like, yeah, I should, I should get this has got to come because this, yeah, is, this is a lot of fun. The only thing about carpenters building sets is you have to teach them not to use nails. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> then the set doesn't come apart afterwards. Yeah. Right. Well, the other thing is like it doesn't need to hold 5,000 pounds. Right. That too. Mm -hmm. Either. Yeah. You're just like, it's a temporary it's thing. It's a temporary structure. One yeah. screw every yeah. couple of feet is, <laughs> is more than enough. Exactly. Yeah. At least they're using screws, though. I've seen sets yeah, right. nailed together and no. man, that's hard oh, to get apart. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. No, can't do it. Yeah. You just got to be better at taking things apart. Yeah. You know, yeah, just bring up the crowbars, rip it, you know? rip it, <laughs> rip it. And I think, I think a way to get more people involved in that stuff, like the set building and the lighting and all that stuff is, um, is to recognize them more. Like you said, the actors get all the FaceTime, they yeah. get the recognition and the, the tech people are kind yeah. of the unsung heroes of the theater world. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, and so one thing I like is actually CLT does a, an email newsletter and they have like an unsung hero section where yeah. they highlight a technician. Cool. Oh, cool. I um, used to write that, that segment for a long time. I'm oh, just yeah. saying. Very cool. <laughs> That's right. I did. But, yeah. um, <laughs> But it's nice to, you know, to see people recognized for their, for things that they're passionate about that they like to do. That's not just acting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's great. Yeah. I agree. I, I just want to make sure that we gave it its full, I know, you know, when we were conversing back and forth, um, you had brought up, you know, diversity in acting. We've mm -hmm. talked a little bit about that. Was there anything else that you wanted to cover with that? I want to make sure that you got the full, um, you yeah, know. no, I appreciate that, John. Um, I think I covered most of it. Like, I think really the bottom line that I, I hope that that theater, you know, not just in Maine, but everywhere, is that people are conscious of the the choices that they're making in terms of shows to to put on and mm. that they can appropriately cast those shows without it being offensive in mm -hmm. some way, I guess. Right. Yeah. I do know that uh, you're familiar with Drive Chaperone. Yes. Did you do Did you do any type of lighting or stuff for that at USM? I did not. Okay. Was that before you were there? Might have been after I was there. Okay. Uh, and um, you know, I I had the role of Adolfo, so part of that, you know, I have the in the beginning of the second act, I'm meant to be the Chinese emperor, and and uh, you know, part of that show is you know it's it's not necessarily the stereotype it's that it's making fun of it's making fun of a very obviously 
white male playing the stereotype. So it's almost mm-hmm. hitting two things at the same time. Like and, the uh, breakfast at Tiffany's type thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those deals that um, I, we had talked to another one of our friends and he had a really hard time with, um, you know, playing Sebastian in Little Mermaid. Sure. Again, very, very white male uh, debating, well, do I do the Jamaican accent? Do I? And he was able to go through it and rationalize it for himself that there are also, he met a white man from Jamaica that yeah, still talks with that same he accent. On, right? He was on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He saw the, yeah. found the white guy on YouTube. And, uh, and I know that I had to do that for myself that with, with, you know, playing that Chinese emperor that I was not the emperor. I was the white guy failing epically yet. <laughs> yeah, sure. It, again, it depends on the context and the interpretation of the, of the show itself. Right. But it's one of those things too, that like, I, I would love to, um, not, I mean, it was great to get your take on it, but I'd love to get other, um, you know, views on, especially in our area. Um, I know that there are a lot of shows that have gone around the table and it's one of those things that's so easy to dismiss because we couldn't fill those roles, but just like, I mean, Scott's attested, Scott's pretty new to theater Aaron right here is new to being on stage, you know, for the most part that I think that maybe we don't necessarily do a great job of promoting those roles either Mm -hmm. um yeah sometimes you really have to like i you know like you were saying i was kind of targeted like for getting some of those roles like sometimes you really have to target your your marketing to Mm -hmm. try to find people to fill those roles yeah 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 Um, so but i'm excited to talk about and i really appreciate you bringing that view to the table so thank you yeah but at the same time there are roles that are shows that are like you know that i wouldn't audition for as a person of color like i don't think i could really be in sound of music easily you know, yes, yeah, right. Like it's this white mm-hmm. Austrian family, and yeah. most of the people there are white Austrians or Nazis, and like mm-hmm. there's really very little room for interpretation in that. So yeah. I don't know that I would ever audition for Sound of Music. Yeah, it's not not like Rolf is, is ever going to be played by anybody right. but the palest white dude. Right, so, like yeah. and it's a great show. I like the music mm-hmm. and and the story is nice, but mm-hmm. I just don't know that. Like I could say maybe Uncle Max would be like the one character I feel like mm-hmm. I could play, but like yeah, other than that, there's not like not really a role for me in that show. Yeah. So mm. were you looking at Aaron as being our Rolf? <laughs> <laughs> the palest white guy. Yeah. I just looked at the palest white guy in the room. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all right, brother. It's okay. It's all right. Thanks guys. Yeah. So do we have any other questions for Danny at all? Well yeah. We have well, our no, questionably <laughs> questionable person. You don't count. Do you do you actually have five now that we've <laughs> no, I have four. Oh no! <laughs> well, if you go through your four, maybe one we'll of us will one. come up with a fifth one. Yes, so I, we will. I thought before we went to Scott, though, it might be fun. You worked with Janelle. We haven't really talked about Mamma Mia. What was your first? You know, you met Janelle there. What were your first thoughts about um, Janelle? And I'm putting you on the spot with that I question. Know, wait, wait. <laughs> But Janelle is a wonderful lady. You have to understand. <laughs> She's good beautiful. Answer, good, good answer. answer. The reason I'm asking is because our audience loves Janelle. I mean, Janelle is. No, Janelle is very talented. Um, I, I honestly don't remember my first impression necessarily. My my wife worked closely with Janelle in that yeah. show because they were like the two buddies of the, the woman in the show. But we like. We were on stage together, but mm-hmm. never really interacted as characters know, yeah. other than like the dancing at the very end of the show. So, oh my gosh, that that is amazing. Oh, yeah, I've never made that connection until right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. But I thought Janelle was very talented and I thought she did a great job in the show. And 
it was a fun show to be a part of. It really was, yeah. yeah. And you did a great job as well. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Janelle, I feel like we should we should, we should mention I was, that I was you... just going to say she's going back to well, CLT, that's right? That's where I was leaving <laughs> with you. Yeah, oh, hey. So you're doing I, a show. I, I, well, I wanted Janelle. to see if she would make the announcement herself. Yeah. Well, so. I didn't want to inter- this there was some good stuff happening here. I didn't I want to interrupt it. But, but yeah. But I mean, yeah, we're on. done with Danny now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean my news my news is very small. It's fine. Really? It's small. <laughs> yes, the leading role is yeah. always small. <laughs> uh yeah, so I just found out that I will be playing Joe March in CLT's Woo-hoo. production of Little Women. So. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean the amount of competition for that role i'm 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 so proud of you thank you yeah um you know i the night that i was there is probably like 25 30 women all of my age and casting type all going for the same thing so you never really expect you know you you try to prepare for a disappointment because you know somebody's got to be disappointed and odds. odds are that it's gonna be you but how do you go into that i mean how did you you see all this competition how do you set yourself apart um, I, I kind of had a little bit of like a she auditioning. She director at 20. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> a 20? He's pretty cheap. I don't know if the director would do that for $20. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that the director will become a friend of the show. A Benjamin, so maybe. Let's see. Um, no, I, I don't know. I, I felt like I did pretty decent in the vocal audition. And then the, I, I knew going into the reading that a lot of people would, um, really want to highlight like the brashness and the the loudness and the boldness of the character. And I kind of wanted to find a way to bring in another facet to her of, you know, she, there is this tenderness that she shares with her family mm. and this love that she has for her sisters. So I very strategically waited for one specific reading that I knew was coming down the pike. <sighs> and that was the one that I raised my hand for and volunteered for. And I, I don't know. I think that that moment was where it like locked in for yeah. me. So it's awesome. Cool. Who'd have yeah. thought Janelle giving maximum effort. So yeah, that's my story. It's, it's going to be at the end of April. So well, I Danny, hope. enjoy awesome. yeah. being lighting Janelle. Yeah, you do. I will. Yeah. I'm doing the lighting design for that mm-hmm. show. Awesome. Yeah. Going to win another award. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm predicting yeah. it now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and She's Janelle will win shot. the acting award. Oh, so. hey. yeah. maybe, maybe. Oh, can I can I be there on the red Fine, carpet okay. with you? Yes. Nice. It's a Sorry, vir- it's a virtual red carpet, but you can be there. <laughs> I was gonna say, is is there a red carpet? If there is one, I want to be on is, it. If there is, John is coming going. with me. I'm so. going. Sorry, Aaron. Just John. <laughs> just John. <laughs> we we can't all go. No. Just just, just John. Really, I called it. it. He called it. He got dibs. <laughs> it's like on. calling shotgun. <laughs> Those we could goes. be on the outside in the crowd of mm-hmm. uh, on the side Listen, of the red we've carpet. We've already discussed right? that I've known Janelle longer than Aaron, <laughs> so this is my okay. Snooze you lose, I guess. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we have a very questionable person me, among me us. And, <laughs> me and Scott are going on a cruise. <laughs> yes. Come Disney, on, Disney. Disney cruise. <laughs> Danny, you want to come with us? I would love to. Yeah. 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 All right. It's gonna there be go. a good time. I still choose the red carpet, you know? All right, cool. We can see Cirque du Soleil. (laughs) On the Disney cruise. (laughs) Anyway, we have a questionable person among us. He's very questionable looking and questionable acting, and he's got some questions for you. Oh, we call it Strike because it's the end of the show. All right. You understand that. I do. Do you show up for Strike? 
I mean, you have to. Oh. It's required. <laughs> That's what they say. Oops. <laughs> I do show up for strike, yes. And I bring my own screw gun. Right? There you oh. go. See, he, he knows. You're very you're valuable. He knows. Valuable. Valuable. <laughs> valuable. 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 Get it. That's good. That's good. So I got five questions for you for you strike. You found a fifth one? Uh, well, we're going to have five questions <laughs> okay. for you for strike. One way or another. <laughs> That's right. We're gonna What's come your up birth date? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're, we're always asking people, what are their thoughts on new ways to stage things? You know, we're looking for something different, trying mm. to break out of the same old, same old. You ever thought of that? I guess I would ask, what do you mean in terms of staging something new? Like, well, how just, do you, what do you want to do? Something outside, something, oh, um, you know, some new yeah, so, inside. Um, so actually during COVID, we had to get pretty creative with yeah. MCP in order to keep theater going. So yeah. we, we ended up doing um, a graveyard show in the local cemetery um, based on the Spoon River anthology. Oh, yeah. um, so we did some of the characters in the cemetery and, you know, we led tours through and cool. the actors did the monologues and, um, we did an outdoor production of the Laramie Project because um, hmm. it's a show where the actors don't really interact with each other very yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so we staged that in the park in Auburn as a way to do a show during COVID and and keep that social distancing. Hmm. Um, you can almost do Bubble Boy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could. Um, but there's only one bubble. <laughs> The boy is the only one not in the bubble. Um, Everybody else is in the bubble. And then, uh, and then something we did starting, I think, also during COVID, we did it on Zoom the first year. Is um, we started a ten-minute play festival for local playwrights. So mm. we asked them to submit scripts, and we choose some of the scripts, and and we have the actors perform those. Um, so we did it outside at at in Auburn last year, huh. and then the year before it was on Zoom. So we were trying to be creative about you know how we could continue doing theater during. COVID and and um, people seem to appreciate it and we're we're now doing a cemetery show but we're basing it on Mon- Monmouth local history so we have yeah. one of our board members that's a writer cool. so she's taking like some of the historical information from Monmouth and writing character monologues so next uh, this this coming season in 2023 will be our fourth year of doing that show that's nice that's actually really cool mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I like, I like that idea yeah the community yeah. history that's a cool aspect of it yeah. yeah, I've yeah. been uh, another company I've worked with, right? So Spirits Alive is a group in Portland that mm. helps preserve the cemeteries. Um, mm. And so I think the last four years I've been in their production, which they base it on the history of Portland and Falmouth, because yeah. that part of Portland actually used to be Falmouth. Mm. Um, mm. So so they and I usually play the character of color. Go figure. But, you know, <laughs> what? Um, but it's it's really fun, although it's very cold because we do it in October mm. yeah. right, right near the water in the oh, Eastern yeah. cemetery. Um, so, but it's a lot of fun to do that. People seem to really enjoy the historical aspect of it. So is I kind that of walk through. It is a walking tour. Yeah. So I, we kind of adapted that idea to do in Monmouth. But. So just, um, so you take a group through people's like, so they area? have guides. Yeah. They have guides. So like those, the actors are in the cemetery kind of, they have their spots with a light that shines on them and, and, uh, they have spirit guides that take people through to each station and they listen to the, the, the monologue to the show. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's actually really we cool. And, I go. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. We should do yeah. one in Norway. That'd be cool. We could. Absolutely. But we're moving on to the next question. Cause that's only one question. We went quite a ways with that. There you go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Not necessarily your favorite, but what's your guilty pleasure musical? Ooh. 
I'll be honest that as a theater person, I'm not familiar with a ton of musicals. Like I know it's kind of like an expectation. It's not. Um, But I I want to say that somebody's assuming it. um, (laughs) You, (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) Um, I would say I love uh, the music from Newsies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the ones I like to listen to a lot. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, Come From Away. I haven't seen it, but I love the music from Come From Away. I haven't heard of that one. Um, so it's based on the events that happened in uh, during 9-11 when all of the people got stranded in um, Greenland or Iceland. I can't remember. But they huh. got stranded in this little town. Um, so the musical tells the story of these people that got stranded there because um, all of their airplanes had to land outside yeah. of U.S. airspace. Right. And so they were stuck there for like over a week and they couldn't contact. They like, had a hard time contacting their families. And huh. Is there a lot of strings? So- is, it, is the is the orchestral part? Of, is there a lot of string music to it? Um, like like uh, mandolin stuff like that. There might be. I don't know for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just I think I've seen it pop up before on my playlist, but I'm not um, familiar with that show. But it's been on Broadway for a few years now, mm. and it's 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 uh, really good. Mm. Come away. Come, Come from, from away. Come from away. Mm. Thanks. Uh, what what I can't remember now. Oh yes, what are you listening to these days? I've been listening to Guys and Dolls, honestly, the, yeah, last, yeah. the yeah. last week or two in, in preparation for the auditions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Um, they told us that they want people to come in familiar with the music of the character that you want to audition for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So since I'm putting down multiple characters, I've had to get familiar yeah. with the, yeah. the music for multiple characters. I yeah. don't want to show up and not look like I'm prepared to do the yeah, audition. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You have to be like Janelle. Just... We can't all be Janelle. Oh. Well, that, that's I very mean. true. <laughs> You can give maximum effort, but mm-hmm. is it Janelle's maximum effort? Probably not. Yeah. I don't know. He gives yeah. pretty great. Yeah. Maximum I, yeah. Effort, yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, that was question three. We got, give, you guys got one more and then I'll do the last one. You got one. Well, what if it's your question? What if they steal your question? Well, it's, they ain't going to steal my question. It's the, it's the one we end on usually. Okay. Right. So I have a question. Yeah, it, Janelle, yeah. So you, you work with, kids in your day job and uh you know in community theater and i'm curious what your like advice would be to young people who are looking to get involved with theater mm-hmm. i think that my advice would be that while it may seem scary especially for a lot of kids that have stage fright or trouble with public uh like at talking in public Um, There's a lot of ways to be involved. Like Mm -hmm. we've kind of talked about that. Like there's not just acting. There's Mm -hmm. all the technical stuff that you can do. Um, Like I got really involved in technical theater in high school with my community theater. So I think it's just theater is a place where everyone is loving and accepting of who you are, no matter what you are. And you can just be yourself. And I think that that's really important for anyone wanting to join theater Mm -hmm. and that there is a spot for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Nice. Nice. Great answer. All right. One more question. Uh, and we're a community theater podcast. So uh, we like to talk about community. Um, how, what, what in your opinion, how do you build a community? So I think <clears throat> kind of like I just said, being loving and accepting of everyone that mm-hmm. wants to be a part of what you do, like, um, you know, with MCP, we really try to push the fact that we want everyone to feel like they're a part of our MCP family. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're not just there to do the show. We're there to get to know each other, to to become friends, to be involved with one another. We want anyone that feels that they're interested to join us and try it out. Um, yeah. So I really think it's just that community of acceptance, tolerance, understanding, and caring about one another mm. really helps build that community. Wow. Yeah. Nice. For sure. What a great way to end it. Yeah. For sure. Uh, this has been another episode of the Backstairs Podcast. <laughs> Thanks for coming, folks. Thank you, Danny. It was wonderful. Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank yeah, you. Thank you Appreciate all. your time. Thank you for traveling all Janelle, this way. Thanks for being a guest host. <laughs> did next wonderful, to nothing. Thank wonderful you. job. Wonderful job. All right. Yeah, well, this so, has been the the Backstairs Podcast. The Backstairs Podcast. The Backstairs Podcast. The Backstairs Podcast. The what? The Backstairs Podcast. There you go. Yeah. All right. This has been the Backstairs Podcast. You can stream the audio or video format of this episode anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the Backstairs Podcast. Send us an email at thebackstairspodcast at gmail.com. Redacted!